I'm going to do that thing where I record an episode while I'm driving to Abbotsford. And now I can say driving back home. I don't have to say driving to Abbotsford anymore. Life is amazing. I just worked um, and it was intense because, like, you know, like we moved and stuff. And then um, just it's just been like, go, go, go. Like, you know how moving is, right? It's hard. Uh, it's pretty cool, though, because... I didn't have to, I didn't have to like do it all in one day. I could just slowly move stuff out of the apartment into the basement suite and just go a bit at a time. But the cons on that is it just, you always have like that feeling of big to do's. Like you can't just, you can't get everything all done in one day, be really exhausted and then go to bed and be like, ah, you know, there's always this looming feeling of needing to get stuff done. But I guess that happens in normal life too. But I think just now was the last time that I would be there. And so I said goodbye. And it was funny because, like, I love Instagram, right? And Facebook and stuff. And so, you know, it's also really cool for me to just hold all these memories, like, make memories, but also have photos of them, right? And obviously, it's, like, awkward to put my phone on selfie mode. And, like, I just I sat down in the middle of the carpet of the apartment my legs crossed and smiled like this big grin at the camera because I was like oh I want to say goodbye and I want to post a picture of it and then all of a sudden it hit me it just hit me so hard I just looked around me I'm gonna try not to cry right now but I looked around me and I was so overcome with emotion just like the totality of it all just swept over me you know and it's not like I had any specific feeling or any specific memory um I think the the number one pain, like the reason I was crying is just the the tragedy of why we were there. You know, like why we even had to live there in the first place. And I think when when you have something that happens in life that's really terrible and painful, um often what we do is, you know, like the fight or flight thing. But if you do the flight thing, I think the problem with fleeing is that you don't actually feel, you don't stay stuck in any of those emotions, rightfully so, because they're so painful. That's why you flee. But you do, like subconsciously, we avoid them because they hurt so much. And so, and then the bonus of avoiding them like the way we can avoid those feelings is because we're fleeing and we're so busy. Like it's like an emergency, right? Where we're doing all these things. You know, I had to like move stuff over to this apartment and figure out finances. And like, everything was like, I had 18 balls up in the air and I'm, I'm like, you know, it's like crisis mode. And so when I sat there in the middle of the apartment, I got hit with those initial feelings of what I felt like what was the actual reason and the pain, the feelings of the pain of like why we were there. And it was interesting because I don't actually cry very much. I used to, but lately I haven't. And I think it's because the pain is so great that I'm scared of crying because it's going to be so like, uh, animalistic. Like, it feels like, um, like I'm an animal inside. Like, I just want to roar, you know, like that feeling. And it's not really socially acceptable to roar <laughs> and I have nowhere to do it. 
like I can't cry like that in an apartment building. I can't cry like that in a basement suite. I can do it on the side of the road somewhere, but there's always this feeling that there's going to be a car that comes up and like they're going to think that I'm totally nuts. Not that I worry what people think, but like they're, they'll stop and think that I, you know, something, you know, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, and I don't, I don't know. Do you guys ever feel like that? Like you don't really have a way. So I guess like when I started to cry, I was like, oh, this is kind of scary because what if this cry snowballs into a roar? <laughs> but I was like, I, I pull it together and okay, this is going to sound crazy. Okay. But it just dawned on me. I was actually able to do it. Okay. Like I was able, I, able, I was able to manage my, my emotions in that moment because my camera was running. So I didn't feel alone. Is that weird or what? Like, there's nobody filming me. Like, there's no one holding the phone. It's just like, it was just like this vibe that I was not completely alone. Isn't that weird? It was cool, though. Uh, yeah. So then when I looked back at the videos, I was like, I, well, I can't just share the one where I'm sitting there smiling because that's deceptive. So I'm like, well, I'll show the one with there was like a really ugly crying one. I'm like, I could do that. It just seemed a little dramatic. Um, so I just picked one where I was just quietly crying. So depressing though. Like, I don't want to live my life like this. I'm like, boo hoo hoo. It's lame. I promise my life isn't all lame like that, but I just wanted to document it because it's, it's a big deal. You know, it's a big deal. Five months in that place. And it was holy ground. It was holy ground. Uh, yeah. And I just, so this it's just an overwhelming sensation other than that uh moving's going really well it's so great to have katie home with me like she's she's already cut my hair i don't know if i told you guys this already so forgive me i keep telling the same i keep talking all the time like to people because they're asking like how what's the move like how's katie doing what have you seen your boys and so i'm i'm constantly like telling the story over and over and i don't know if i actually said it to you guys in a podcast episode or not so, um, and I repeat myself as Christina kindly reminds me that I kept telling you guys about being stuck in an elevator. Um, yeah, I'm just like, so yeah, sorry if I'm repeating myself, but, um, you know, everything's going really well. Um, yeah. Having some issues with Callum's teeth. He's got, I know I've, I brought this up before, but he's got some pretty nasty cavities in there and the whole COVID thing, you know, all the dentists were shut down, so... Once they open back up again, that's when our shit hit the fan and um, it was all just kind of coping and he wasn't complaining about his teeth. And so, yeah, but all of a sudden he's he's struggling. So he needs to get some fillings done and is just trying to fit him in to get that done. So it's feel bad for the kid. I have terrible teeth. Like I have, I think every tooth has a filling in it. And then Tracy, my sister, she has zero fillings. Like, how does that work? Like, I floss my teeth and I brush my teeth so hard that, like, my gums are actually, like, rubbing away. Like, I, I just brush my gums, like, right off my face. And just, but there's, like, I guess drinking chocolate milk in the middle of the night doesn't help. But, I don't know. You know, some people have bad teeth. So, what else is new? Um, running. I, I've been trying, like, I've, it's just been so busy. Like I, I obviously run every day, 
a little bit at least. Or I bike for two hours. Like that bike saved my life. Oh, the treadmill. So I moved the treadmill over by myself. I told you guys that. Except the there's something kind of funky with the electrical once I set it up. And I think it's just the wires got funky or whatever. So Jason Jason works at Trinity Western University's uh, gymnasium. He's a program manager guy there. And he's had to deal with like treadmills and stuff. So he and Natasha came over a couple nights ago and he spent like an hour filling with it. And I haven't been able to try it. I have tested it out for a bit and it worked, but I just hope that the electrical is going to hang in there for like, you know, an hour at a time. So when I get home, uh, I want to go for a run. So I'm just going to give it a shot and see if it works. I'm hoping it does. Cause that would be pretty cool if I get my treadmill going. Um, and then it's have a cool little setup where the treadmills beside the bike and yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting into a routine, you know, like it'll feel good to just, I wouldn't mind doing like push-ups and bridges and just get like my core stable again. And like, I just, my upper hamstrings kind of sore sometimes and little things here and there. Oh, Becky, uh, van something, something. I just know her as Becky on Instagram. She just ran a sub three today. And so I'm just really happy for her. I, she probably doesn't listen to this, but um, if you guys know Becky, I'm just so stoked. We always think, we've always thought of each other as each other's twins because we look so similar. Our hair, everything, she's skinnier than me, but um, like there's a few little differences, but it's all, we don't, we've always been kind of similar with running um, and we're the same age. I think I'm a year older, but really similar age, you know? We've always been kind of the same pace that we have the same race PRs. And then all of a sudden she's been blowing everything out of the water. Like she ran like a, I don't even know, some crazy, insanely fast half marathon. And then she was going to go for a sub three today and she did it, a virtual full. And she's like, it's unofficial, but it is official. Like if you run a sub three, you run a sub three, especially if it's a virtual, because when you're in a race situation, you'd actually even run faster because you're in a race situation. There's more adrenaline. There's people watching you, you know, cheering for you and stuff. So I don't know, like a 258, uh, something full marathon, unofficial, like virtual is worth like a 250 full in a real life situation, in my opinion. Anyway, she's just super inspirational and I want to like get out there and I just think I want to run long, but it's already 3.30 and, um, I'm going to hang out with John tonight and I have to have some sort of social life, you know, like I've been moving so much. I just, I can't justify running for three hours right now. I just have so much to do because I wouldn't like, I just run enough to get the angst out and then I got to move on to something else. But, um, if I were to run, you know, 20 miles or something, then I'd be constantly kind of stressed out because I'd be thinking about all the things that I have to do when I get home and I wouldn't be able to enjoy myself. Does that make sense? So there's that tricky balance right now, but I know I can get back into it uh, quickly and yeah, so I'm excited about that. What else? What else? Christmas is coming. I can't even think about Christmas. Tracy texted me uh, for me to send some pictures of Jake and Freddie over to her. She makes a family calendar every year and I was like, oh, she's, and she asked me like where to get a Christmas card for a friend of ours and I'm like Tracy you're not allowed to make me feel like crap right now because like I can't, honestly cannot even think about Christmas like I I just I, like I just can't like I don't even know I don't even know when I'm gonna think about Christmas I don't know I don't even have a budget for Christmas like <laughs> what's gonna happen uh yeah 
So um, just trying to stay positive and, you know, like, especially with, like, who, we're all kind of flying by the seat of our pants right now. Like, we don't know what Christmas is going to be like. You know, like, maybe we're not even going to be allowed to be together. Maybe my mom and dad won't be able to be with us. You know, they're older. They live in a care home kind of situation and a retirement home. And um, we can't hang around each other if COVID's spreading like wildfire. So, you know, like, Christmas and COVID and diseases and life, you know, like, divorces. and Like, they don't care about holidays. They don't care about holidays. I mean, I didn't get to see Jesse on his birthday this year, and I, I mean, the schedule states that I probably won't even see them on Christmas, so it's going to be sweet. But, like, I think it, what I'm trying to say is, like, instead of, instead of being negative about it, I think what we can do is just, like, we, same with, like, not having a, like, I moved around a lot, and I don't have, like, a hometown, and so I was telling this girl that I work with today, like, I just make my home where I go, and it's, you know that cheesy saying, home is where the heart is? It's kind of the same idea, where it's our responsibility to make something home, you know? And same with the holidays. Like, it's our responsibility to make Christmas Christmas. You know, it doesn't have to be on the 25th. Like, who said it has to be on the 25th or the 24th? Like, we can make it however we want to make it, and it's up to us to make it amazing, you know? It doesn't, we don't have to spend tons of money on it. We don't have to, like, you know, sometimes it's harder you know, like, sometimes we have to, like, have Christmas over a Zoom call, but, you know, like, as long as, like, people feel loved, and we're, we're finding creative ways to connect with each other, which I think is just unbelievable, it's amazing how, like, we are built for connection, right, and so, like, here comes COVID along, and it says, um, no, you can't touch anybody, you can't meet new people, you can't mingle, and you can't go have meals with anyone in public, and here we are, you know, I think we get, uh, I think when at the beginning, when we got uh, shut into our homes, I think we kind of got, we were stuck in grief, you know, we, we were paralyzed with grief that we couldn't move. And now it's like, okay, we've experienced that before. So like, how are we going to make this work? Because the option of not making it work, is just not an option. Like we're, I just refuse to just sit in place and be like, oh, well, this is the way it is. I'm not going to connect with anybody. Like, I think it's just so cool to watch everyone carve out new territory on, like, how to connect with people. Like, we'll make new paths. It's like when someone gets a neurological um, injury, like a stroke or um, a brain injury or something like that, where they lose the ability to lose to use their left hand for some, for some reason. And then we go to physio, and oftentimes we can carve out new little neurological pathways where we can like not relearn how to use our left hand but learn in an entirely different unique way how to move our fingers on our left hand and it's incredible how our body heals itself like that and and makes it functional when you know we were grieving the fact that we lost our left hand and I think that's kind of what we're doing as a society is for you know, for the most part, really figuring out how to connect with each other. And it's cool there. I know that, um, there's a lot of, you know, like our mental health is declining. A lot of suicides, the number of suicides are going up. So I think, well, it's nice for me to like say how great a lot of us are doing handling this. 
Um, a lot of us are not handling it well. And I think that we really need to be hyper aware of the people who do struggle, who are, you know, a little bit fragile with their mental health or their brain chemistry, um, that, you know, they might, they might be extra struggling. And, and if we can somehow, I mean, this has always been the answer to mental illness, mental health is just to be more aware and like speak up, you know, because the more we talk about it, the less uncomfortable it is for the people who need help to like speak up. The the pros or the positive in our situation right now for people who are struggling mentally and emotionally is that it's easier for them to reach out and speak up because they don't have to, first of all, they don't feel alone because we are all isolated. And second of all, it's easier to like shoot someone a text or post something on Instagram where you just like let the world know that you're not doing well or, you know, because everyone's kind of doing that. And we don't have to see people face to face anymore and fake it. We can be like, it's just easier to speak up and be a little more honest about how terrible we're doing when we're behind, we know we're protected behind a screen or by behind six feet. But then for the rest of us who are not struggling as much, you know, it's just really important for us to like, when we do see people post stuff or reach out by text, we just take them seriously and um, reach out and, tell them that they're not alone and help them in any way that we can or get help if we, we're able to help them and stuff like that. I didn't mean to preach at you guys. I'm just thinking out loud while I'm driving. I just wanted to touch base and say hi. And, uh, I don't know, just stoked that it's Saturday night. Was it Saturday night? It's Sunday night. It's like my Saturday night. Cause, uh, I don't, I don't get the boys back tonight. I get them back tomorrow night. Um, I dropped them off on, Saturday morning, yesterday morning, and they were crying, and uh, it was really, really difficult, and I just felt, I felt super defeated, like, I, I threw up, I threw up, (laughs) I didn't, I didn't, I used to throw up, like, almost every day, like, when I was really living in a terrible situation, and then, I'm not talking about throw up, anyway, um, I slapped up a story on Instagram, just, really quickly, like after I dropped them off, I'm just like, oh, I just dropped the boys off and they're crying and I, I can't believe I'm doing this all over again. And and then, but the thing with me is I'm able to make, like, I'm able to just, like stay positive and keep perspective and stuff. But I, I often have to just like express myself first. Like I have to, if something's really bothering me or something upset me, I have to like express it and then I can get my shit together and be positive. Like, I'm not ruminating on it all day long. Don't worry. And so, like, I don't know. It's just an interesting way that I process things. And I don't know if you guys do that. I probably learned, like, a lot of you guys teach me so much on how to handle life and to stay positive. Like, Emmy from Portland is, like, one of those people. I don't know if you guys know her, but she, running hoppy, Emmy, she's, like, she's just, like, she's real. So, like, it's not, like, she's always happy, but she's always positive, you know, and not nauseating either. Like she's actually really for real legit. And her smile like lights up everything. She's just, she's super, her positivity is so contagious that she's someone that I often think about that, um, whenever I'm kind of having a hard time, like, oh, 
and just need to be more positive. Not fake. Just like there's there's stuff we can focus on that is just a little bit lighter than all the darkness that we tend to just ruminate on, you know? Like life isn't all that bad. There's so everyone has so much crap going on in their lives. Like everybody does. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a past. Everyone has trauma and tragedy and everyone has holy ground where they sit in the middle of it and they smile for the camera and then end up breaking. And I think we have so much more in common than we could ever even imagine. I'm driving behind like a really loud truck. It's like, I feel like I'm in the middle of Saskatchewan or something. Anyway, I was listening to Joe Rogan today. He interviewed Tom Green and Tom Green's Canadian and Tom Green got absolutely slosh. Like, he was, like, I don't know, because I guess Joe Rogan has, like, tons of, he offers, like, whiskey and, like, weed, and it made for some, like, I laughed out loud. I don't really love it when someone gets drunk to the point where, like, you can tell when they're talking, like, slurring and stuff, but I, like, it makes me uncomfortable, but I was, like, well, I don't know these people, so I'm okay with it, but, I mean, I'm not okay with it, but, like, you know, I, I, I was bored, and I was cleaning, and I needed entertainment and they were entertaining and um I did a couple like laugh out loud moments but yeah anyway I don't know why I told you guys about about that I think I just need to be funnier I don't need to get sloshed though I just need to get funnier I liked my Haiti my Haiti story episode that was pretty funny I need to like tell more stories so like once I feel like my life is gonna settle down I you know the apartment chapter's over I'm driving away from it I'm going home I'm gonna hang out with John tonight we're gonna like have fun like it seemed fun you know and I hung out with Laura last night that was fun like I I just it's gonna be good you know like life is good I mean it's not going to be good life is good I just I'm just excited about this new chapter of my life and I hope to just be a little bit lighter and happier and funnier it's like makes me happier and I like laughing so until then I'm gonna bore you with my sentimental emo emo shit Uh, I'm almost home So I hope you guys are all doing well. Love you all. And I'll tell you a funny story next time. Okay, bye.